All right, let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Woo. This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning and welcome to a brand new show here on your Thursday, January 12th. 2023. So glad you're hanging out with us and you're here bright and early to start your day the right way. Celebrity birthdays on the way. This day in history on the way. Random facts coming up, plus your national and world news roundup. We'll recap a little bit of the Razorback basketball game coming up later. Plus, a kid ate Pop Rocks. He thought they were Pop Rocks. It was actually something that goes in a fire to make it turn colors. It did not turn out well. All that and more is coming up today on the show. This hour is being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com, or call them at 479-253-1234. Good morning! And we are expecting some possible snow or rain in the area this morning as temperatures fall to 35 today. No accumulation expected. Tonight, partly cloudy, 24 for the low, sunny and 43 tomorrow. Saturday, mostly sunny and 52. Sunday, partly sunny and 56. Now your celebrity birthdays. Dina Cortez from Jersey Shore is 36. A. Marie is 43, the R&B singer. Melanie Chisholm, a.k.a. Mel C., a.k.a. Sporty Spice from the Spice Girls is 49 today. Raekwon from the Wu-Tang Clan is 53. Real name is Corey Woods. Zach De La Racha is 53 from Rage Against the Machine. Heather Mills McCartney, Paul McCartney's ex who appeared on Dancing with the Stars. She's 55 today. Keith Anderson, the country singer, is 55 as well. Rob Zombie, rock star and horror movie director, 58 years old. Amazon billionaire Jeff Bezos is 59. Dominique, yes, Dominique Wilkins, 63, the human highlight reel. The dude could dunk like crazy back in the 80s. Oliver Platt, chief of psychiatry on NBC's Chicago Med, is 63 today. Howard Stern, 69. Ricky Van Shelton, the country singer, is 71. And William Lee Golden of the Elvira Oak Ridge Boys is 84. Today's National Work Harder Day, so stop being lazy. It's also stick to your New Year's resolution day. Yeah, today might be a day you want to say, forget about it. Stay the course, stay the course. This day in history, in 1915, the U.S. House of Representatives foolishly rejected a proposal to give women the right to vote. And that was corrected some years later. That uh, happened in 1915. In 1966, Adam West put on the tight gray leotards as Batman when it premiered on ABC 52 years ago today. All in the Family premiered on CBS. And in 1976, on this date, mystery, murder mystery writer Agatha Christie died at the age of 85 of natural causes unless... Unless there was foul play. Uh, 42 years ago today, the original Dynasty premiered on ABC and ran for nine seasons. CW tried to reboot it in 2017. In 1994, a federal jury ruled that Michael Jackson did not steal the songs Thriller, The Girl Is Mine, and We Are the World from his former neighbors in Indiana. Whatever that's about. 
Carlos Santana became the first Hispanic inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on this date in 1998. Britney Spears released her debut album in 1999, Baby One More Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. In 2003, ha, ha, ha. I'm just not even playing clips anymore. I'm just going to sing it for you. Uh, BG Maurice Gibb died of a heart attack at the age of 53. And in 2010, at Port-au-Prince, Haiti, it was struck by a 7.0 magnitude earthquake and an estimated 150,000 people lost their lives. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts, brought to you by the Tees and Trails Townhouse in Bella Vista. If you're looking for a peaceful getaway right on the golf course and steps away from the Back 40 mountain bike trail, check out Tees and Trails, this newly renovated townhouse with two bedrooms and two bathrooms. Sleeps up to eight people comfortably. You can book your stay now for as low as $99 a night at teesandtrails.com. That's T-E-E-S and trails.com. Your first random fact here, the Great Wall of China is approximately 3,995 miles long. Yeah, just under 4,000 miles long. Wow. The Simpsons is the longest-running animated series on TV. Yes, been going for quite some time. Every second, 3.6 cans of Spam are consumed. Let that sink in. Think about the arteries clogging of the arteries that occurs shortly thereafter 3.6 cans of spam every second they must be making some money over there at spam headquarters worldwide the human tongue tastes bitter things with the taste buds toward the back of the tongue salty and pungent flavors are tasted in the middle of the tongue okay so bitter in the back Salty and pungent in the middle, and then sweet flavors at the tip. Yeah, so now you move your food around to the right place to experience it in all its fullness. 70% of plants used for treating cancer originate from tropical rainforests. And your final random fact here on your Thursday is cats have a peripheral vision of 285 degrees. Those are your random facts. Good morning. And we'll see our temperatures continue to drop to around 35 by 10 a.m. today, according to the forecast. Chance of rain and snow today. Uh, No accumulation expected tonight. Partly cloudy, 24. Sunny and 43 tomorrow. Saturday, mostly sunny, 52. Sunday, partly sunny and 56. This hour being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call them at 479-253-1234. Time now for your national and world news roundup. The White House yesterday ordered the FAA to investigate the flight alert system outage that upended air travel nationwide for hours yesterday morning. The Senate's Transportation Committee also plans to look into the notices to air missions glitch, which prevented flight crews from seeing vital safety information. The NOTAM system had problems the uh, night before last, and the FAA took steps to reboot it overnight, according to airline and government officials. But around 7.20 a.m. Eastern Time yesterday, the agency paused domestic departures. They resumed at 9.07. Over 7,800 U.S. flights were delayed and over 1,200 were canceled. 
and potentially more. Biden administration officials and cybersecurity experts said that the NOTAM system outage did not appear to be a result of a cyber attack. Your next headline, FTX, has said it has found more than $5 billion in cash and other liquid assets. The bankrupt crypto exchange wants to sell hundreds of additional holdings with a book value of more than $4.6 billion. Those assets are valued as of FTX's bankruptcy filing in November and do not include $425 million that's being held by authorities in the Bahamas. The company is working on determining the size of the claims pool and potential recoveries for some 9 million customer accounts. Just before crypto markets plunged last year, the then-CEO Sam Bankman-Fried's hedge fund made a $1 billion investment in Genesis Digital, now one of the largest assets in the bankruptcy, extracting value from the Kazaka Bitcoin miner, whatever, could be difficult because company valuations in that industry have plummeted. Wow, they are up a creek, aren't they? What else is going on? Well, the U.S. and its allies are preparing their next round of sanctions on Russia's oil industry. The limits, set to go into effect on February 5th, aim to cap the sales prices of exports of refined petroleum products, expanding penalties the West imposed on uh, Moscow's crude oil after the Ukraine invasion. Yep, and the estimated number of copies of Prince Harry's memoir sold so far, $1.4 million on the very first day in the U.S., Canada, and U.K. Penguin Random House, the publisher, said it was the largest first day sales total for any nonfiction book it has ever published. 1.4 million copies. Those are your headlines from around the country and around the world. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you out there. Headed to, well, we've already reached our high falling temperatures today. Might see a little rain, might see a little snow. No accumulation expected, but going to be a cool day out there as we descend into the 20s tonight with a low of 24 under partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, sunny and 43. Well, did you catch the Razorback game last night? The men's basketball team taking on Alabama, of course, a top 15 matchup. I think Alabama was ranked like number four. We're ranked uh, 14, 15, something like that. But uh, I was at the game and was not very pleased with how it went. Uh, it was a tough game, but Arkansas had a tough time making shots. Well, that's how you win games, right? But it was all within reach for most of the game, but at the very end, well, I say the very end. Three to four minutes to go, and Alabama sinks three three-pointers in a row and pulls it out of reach. My big complaint, though, is the officiating. I hate to be the person to complain about officiating, but I've never seen a basketball game with more fouls called in one game. It was absurd. I believe Alabama shot 36 free throws from the line. They called every foul possible, not only on Arkansas, but also on Alabama. But at one point, it was like we thought five or six players would end up fouling out. It was horrible. I have never seen that many bad calls and that quantity of fouls called in a college basketball game. I I thought it was absolutely unacceptable. I would... If I were someone in power at the University of Arkansas, I would be doing something, at least letting 
my opinion be heard somewhere. And I don't know how Coach Eric Musselman, you know he's a pro when on the post-game radio show, he's able to keep it together. He kind of insinuated there were some things he had never seen before. In fact, you know, they stopped the clock at point five seconds left. You know, it's just like the referees were so anal. I don't know. Uh, but he kept it together. He didn't just dump on the refs, which I would have... I would have found it very hard not to do, but that shows you what kind of professional he is. Um, I thought Bud Walton Arena was going to blow its top. I honestly thought that fans were going to start throwing stuff onto the court. It was that bad. The calls were terrible, and many times they were very one-sided for a time. It was was really bizarre to think we were at home, and that's, that's usually when you get... A few more calls your way compared to when you're on the road, right? But anyway, I just thought I would talk about it. I don't know what you thought about it if you watched the game, but being there in person, it was it was just it was annoying for one thing because the game lasted forever when it didn't have to, and it's like every little thing they were calling, and so many times, I mean, so many times they were calling fouls. It was all ball, and and, it, and the guy didn't even touch him. I don't know. I I think those refs should be sanctioned. Anyway, I don't know what you think. Let me know. 870-505-1518. That's our text line. In case you're new to listening to the show, it's 870-505-1518. Text us anytime. Call us or leave a voicemail. Good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, you've heard the myth out there, right? You mix pop rocks and, you know, sodi pop. And your stomach can explode. Well, that's not going to happen. But this particular thing could definitely hurt somebody. A nine-year-old near Raleigh, North Carolina, thought he was eating Pop Rocks, but ended up in the ER on New Year's Eve when he ate something else. Clearly not Pop Rocks. His name is Connor Taylor. He was hanging out with his cousins, and his parents had bought some candy for all of them, and they were eating the candy. Connor ripped open a pouch of what he thought were Pop Rocks, Tossed some in his mouth. They didn't pop, so he ate some more. Yeah, then instead of popping, they suddenly started to burn. So his mom checked the package. It was actually a pouch of toxic chemicals. Yeah, pretty crazy. Here's Connor and his mom talking about how it all went down. One of our family members bought Pop Rocks. I ate it and I got no flavor because they're supposed to pop in your mouth. I just put more in my mouth and it started to burn. It had a cartoon dragon blowing out flames. It's called Mystical Dragon. There was no anything alarming on the front package that would make a child or even, you know, in all fairness, an adult say, well, what is that? All right, so it was a product called Lucky's Mystical Dragon Flames. You toss on a campfire to make it burn different colors. The ingredients are copper sulfate, copper chloride, polyvinyl chloride, and of course, that's the stuff I guess that our uh, PVC pipes are made of. Anyway, the pouches do look similar, especially if you're a kid. The adult who bought all the candy bought them out of a bin mixed together full of Pop Rocks and these mystical dragon flames. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to sue or not, but they probably could. Anyway, either way, that is Stranger Than Fiction. Watch out for Pop Rocks mixed with Campfire Crystal Colors. Good morning. This hour is being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call them at 479-253-1234. 
and good morning to you. Hope you are having a great Thursday morning. Wow, I tell you what, how about that uh, little supercell that came through last night? I'm telling you, it kind of came out of nowhere and was gone before too long, but had some hail and things like that. My goodness. But anyway, uh, I tell you what, you ever have a problem remembering people's names? People online are calling this hack that's out there. They're saying it's genius. I think it's, I don't think it's genius at all. But anyway, um, I don't, I just don't even see how someone could really get away with it without looking like a weirdo. But some woman on TikTok says there's a trick that she uses anytime that she can't remember someone's name. Whenever I don't know somebody's name, I say, do you know it's really hard to say your own name three times really fast because you're not used to saying your own name? Yeah, that's her hack. Basically, she can't remember someone's name. She goes up to him and says, hey, uh, you know uh, what's really hard to do is to say your own name three times fast. Yeah, it's a fake factoid. The idea is that they'll automatically try it and then you'll know. And if they question it, you'll say, well, it's because we're not used to saying our own name very much. Well, it seems really stupid, but in theory, it might work once or twice until... Yeah, you try it on the same people over and over because you can't remember their name. But anyway, uh, that is the new hack out there. Do you think it would be effective? I I don't know. I think you're better off just being like, Hey, buddy, how are you doing? What's up, man? And how are you today, young lady? I don't know. Uh, just, Just some ideas. All right. Or you could just pick something about them and make a nickname like Michael Scott would do in the office. That probably wouldn't work out well either. Okay, good morning. Hope you are having one of the best days of your life today. If you're not, well, we will try to make it better. Good morning to you. Thanks for waking up with us here on the Ike Wingate Show. There's a new poll out there asking people what they remember. Yes, retroactivities. How often have you done retro activities? They surveyed people of all ages, and here is a rundown of the survey. Number, oh my goodness, this is this is a lot. All right, we'll just start with number one. 6% of people surveyed have listened to music on a cassette tape. Have you? I'm sure you have. 7% have used a printer in their own home. Oh, haven't used. Haven't used a printer in their own home. 9% have never sent a postcard. 10% haven't taken photos on a non-disposable camera that used film. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you remember you had to go take the film to Walmart or wherever and get it developed? 10% of people surveyed have never used a wall calendar to keep track of birthdays and events. Yeah, you can see where this is going. Some of the younger audience out there. 11% of people surveyed have never bought a physical newspaper yeah 12 percent haven't used a fountain pen to write okay 13 percent have not used yellow pages to look up a phone number 14 percent have not used a public payphone to make a phone call yeah those things went out a while ago All right, 15% of people have never listened to music on a vinyl record player, even though it's back in style again. But let me tell you, these are people of all ages that were surveyed out there, so don't just think it's young folks. 16% have never used a floppy disk on a computer. 
Yeah, don't miss the floppy disks out there. Uh, 18% of people have never used a physical roadmap. That sounds about right. 19% haven't haven't connected to the internet using a dial-up connection. You remember the old dial-up. 19% have not paid for something using a check. 25% haven't made a phone call on a rotary phone. That's what we we're sort of teasing the segment with here. 25% of people have not blank, and that is used a rotary phone where you dialed the four. All right, two, three, two, two, uh, one, four, seven. You know, if if this were video, you'd see what I'm doing. But anyway, uh, 26% have never used a, or have never owned a, an encyclopedia. 33% have never used a typewriter. of people surveyed have never sent a fax. Wow, aren't you lucky? Anyway, some pretty interesting... 73% have never had an account on MySpace. How about that? And 78% have never sent or received a telegram. But somehow 22% have. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Anyway, the survey's from yougov.com. Y-O-U-G-O-V.com if you're interested. Good morning. Your headlines. In her eighth executive order issued in her first two days as governor, Sarah Huckabee Sanders yesterday directed State Department of Education Secretary Jacob Oliva to lay the groundwork for her proposed education overhaul. The Republican governor's Arkansas Learns plan prioritizes increasing literacy, empowering parents, holding educators accountable, improving student readiness, and expanding high-speed internet and improving school safety. During a news conference with more than 20 Republican state lawmakers at her side, Sanders said the executive order signed yesterday calls for a comprehensive approach at education that will run parallel with a single education bill she hopes lawmakers will enact during the regular session that started earlier this week. And the Fayetteville death scene investigators combed the woods behind a home Wednesday in Fayetteville after a person's dog appeared to discover what were human remains, including a human jawbone. That discovery led Fayetteville death scene investigators behind the home in a residential neighborhood near the University of Arkansas Medical Center. According to Fayetteville police, they are now looking through cold cases, which include missing persons. And finally, last night, as we talked about earlier, Alabama came into Fayetteville last night and won its second straight game over Arkansas, 84-69. The Tides stay perfect in SEC play while the Hogs fall 1-3. and three. The Razorbacks have lost three of their first four conference game for the second year in a row now. The Hogs will look to rebound on Saturday afternoon at Vanderbilt. Those are your headlines. Good morning. Good morning. Hope you're having a great Thursday so far. Well, one of the advantages of living in a rural area where it's not super congested is that you're not sitting in traffic all day, every day. You would not believe how many people out there in big cities spend so much time and then so much money, of course, sitting in traffic. Yeah, according to the uh, analytics from Enrix, which is a traffic app, the average U.S. driver spent 51 hours sitting in traffic last year. That's 15 more hours than in 2021, but still about 50% less than the pre-pandemic high 
of 99 hours in 2019. Not all cities were equal, even though LA is notorious for its congestion out there. The traffic in Chicago was actually the worst. Drivers there spent 155 hours stuck on jammed roads. My goodness, their life just passing them by. Uh, Boston was the second worst. Boston was at 134 hours. New York was third, followed by Philadelphia, Miami, San Francisco, Los Angeles, then Washington, D.C., then Houston, Atlanta. And that is where 74 hours was wasted in traffic in Atlanta. I find that hard to believe. I've never driven through Atlanta without just horrible traffic. You can't get through it, but... I don't drive through Chicago or anything like that, so maybe that's why. But uh, anyway, they looked at congestion and mobility trends in more than 1,000 cities across 50 countries, and the most congested city overall, London, England, where people spent 156 hours in traffic per year. That is crazy. Well, let's just break it down here. 152 hours. All right, let's say 52 weeks. Let's say there's two weeks out of the year they're not traveling for vacation. So divided by 50. All right, that's going to be three hours a week. Three hours of your week on average spent sitting in the car. Well, listening to the radio, maybe. Maybe the ratings are really high there. But uh, nonetheless, that just seems crazy. Life's too short to spend it in traffic. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you out there. Remember, temperatures falling throughout the day here and uh, cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, tonight's low is 24, so be advised of that. Uh, it's, it's that time. Time for me to leave. Ike Wingate here. Thanks so much for hanging out here on your Thursday. Coming up next on 107.1 KTHS, Anthony Ryder is in with Tradio. Buy, sell, trade. It all happens right here on the radio. Coming up at 10 a.m. and on 100.9 The Haven, Keith is ready to rock your workday, so hang out, have fun, and don't do anything I wouldn't do. Good morning and goodbye. Well, that is going to do it for the Ike Wingate Show podcast. Thanks for being here and listening to what we have to say. It's an honor to know that you've been spending time hearing the podcast. Would love for you to subscribe, maybe rate the podcast, or write a review. All of these things help us to gain more and more exposure and grow the show and bring things to you on the show that we wouldn't otherwise be able to do without a larger audience and support from sponsors. This is the Ike Wingate Show, and you can contact us anytime by texting or calling 870-505-1518. You can email us, show at IkeWingate.com, or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash IkeWingate. Thanks for listening to the show. Have a great day.